Well, hey, Cornerstone family, uh, we wanted to come to you today and uh, just sit down with Pastor Mark and Pastor Travis and have a conversation about what's happening around Cornerstone and thought it would be wise as one of the new members on staff here, newest to the story of Cornerstone to sit down and hear a little bit of the backstory, uh, whether you've been here for a long time or maybe you're new like me to hear some of the story that is leading us up to a decision that is before our church on November the 20th. So just curious, here we are sitting at Cornerstone Church at our Old Town campus. Uh, guys, how long has Cornerstone been in Old Town? Really since the beginning. I mean, church was founded in 1902. Um, it's been on, on this corner, like the building we're sitting in is the A-frame, and it's been it's been on this corner for decades. Mm. This building in and of itself that we're sitting in here is was built in 1976. We're sitting in the loft so this used to actually have pews and you could sit up here uh and i I used to sit up here when i first started coming to the church i used to sit up here for the services Mm. so yeah it's it's kind of interesting to think about and there's people that um uh ethel probes who was a part of the church or is a part of the church she was baptized in i believe the building before this one which dates back into the 40s and 50s okay wow so yeah it's it's got a pretty big history here in old town yeah and what about the other structures i know i think everybody's familiar with you know our worship center but our kids space and even uh you know the house that a number of our offices are in how how old are the facilities yeah the um so the worship center they built in 2005 2006 was the year they moved in okay in June of 06. Um, the kids space was just built throughout the eighties and it was built in like three different phases. Mm. Uh, so they initially had put one building over there that wasn't really connected to this one. And then they added onto the back of that building to connect it to the a frame. And then they went vertical with the second floor. Okay. So just, and that was happening all throughout the eighties. It didn't happen in just, it just one time. Mm. It was, uh, several years in the making. So, yeah. So pastor Mark, you have not been here since 1902. No. So, but how, how, how far back does your journey with Cornerstone go? 2002. So yeah, 20 years ago, uh, my wife and I were looking for a church and this is where we wound up. We had some friends from the community that were going to church here, and we we wound up here uh, mm-hmm. just through a different series of events and uh, started started getting plugged in. That was really important for my wife and I mm-hmm. when we first were looking for a church after we'd been married for a couple of years. Um, we wanted to find a place we could plug in, and, and we had visited several churches and never found a spot to to actually serve and, you know, get involved and do something other than just attending on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, 20 years ago. Wow. Yep. Travis, how about you? I've been here since 2016 in June of 2016. Father's Day weekend. Father's Day weekend wow. was really my first. We came, we came, you know, for a couple of weeks prior, prior to and mm-hmm. got to know people and then were away for a bit. But really our start was Father's Day weekend. Yeah. 2016. And Travis, since you've been here, I mean, you've been here for a shorter, shorter amount of time mm-hmm. than, than the pastor Mark, but there's been a lot of change that's happened over even, even the time that you've been here. Right. Oh, 
complete change. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, the the worship center in and of itself looks completely different than mm-hmm. when I first came. Um, we've totally revamped that. Uh, we were a part of building a portion of that front stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they made it better than what we did, but we were part of that. We were part, um, when I got here, I don't think I had an office because we were building no, we, an office. We were, yeah, we were renovating the <laughs> current right. office. The, yeah. the old office, which I think was built, that, that house was built in the 60s or 70s, yeah. I think. And uh, it had old the old wood paneling, you know, the little thin mm-hmm. wood paneling on the walls yeah. and not much insulation. And you could hear everything. The electrical, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, didn't have a ground wire. So, you know, we had all this equipment in there. So we had to redo all the electrical. And mm-hmm. we were in the middle of that when Travis started mm-hmm. on staff. So we were all <laughs> just sitting wherever. Yeah, wherever you, know, you could, could find land. a place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And just hearing the cornerstone story, there's been a lot of that, right? Make it work, yes. <laughs> you know, That's and there's exactly been a right. lot of making it work that has happened over the years. What's been, if you guys wouldn't mind sharing some stories, what have been some of the difficult things that you've gone through at cornerstone? I mean, besides space and capacity and retrofitting things, it sounds like pretty regularly. What have been some of the difficult challenges over the last few years? Yeah, I think for me, uh, I think the hardest season was like uh 2014 so late 2013 early 2014 there's there's a pretty big exodus of people in the church and it's not the first time that it happened since i was a part of cornerstone it's just the first time it happened when i was in leadership right Mm -hmm. so it happened the first time when we actually moved into the worship center which was a supposed to be that permanent place and we were supposed Mm -hmm. to see growth but the reality of it is, you know, in 2006, when they moved in, there there just was this huge decline in attendance during mm-hmm. that season. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2014, we really saw that same thing happening at the very first part of the year. And uh, by the by the end of the year, we had just gotten to this place where, I mean, we, we were running maybe a couple hundred people on a Sunday morning. Um and it, it was just a it was a very difficult season because we mm-hmm. we lost a bunch of folks financially we we struggled a good bit during that season we mm-hmm. had we had um, any kind of reserves that we had in the bank you know we we had gone through that mm-hmm. um, I, I don't want to paint a picture of like well we were about to go under because that's really not what it was mm-hmm. but you know just like a lot of families live paycheck to paycheck the church was really operating offering to offering Mm. like that's just how it was during that season. And, um, we were, we had an elders retreat. We had had elders in the church for a couple of years at that point. And we were at an elders retreat and, uh, we just made some really pivotal decisions during that weekend. Mm. And, and they were really difficult decisions as well, but it's a great group of guys. And, and uh, one of the things that really came out of that was just this decision one that we were going to we were going to be a contemporary church. Mm-hmm. Up to that point, we had really tried to really please people. So we were in we were in two services at that point. We had a no, we had what we called a contemporary service, so that was more of a blended worship. Mm-hmm. And then we had a traditional where we were trying to actually have a choir and do some mm-hmm. things like that and. 
and all throughout that year, it just it just proved that it it didn't work mm-hmm. and it didn't go well. So we came out of that weekend, and that was one thing we had decided we were going to become a tr- a, a contemporary church. We were going to stop having two services, and we were going to have one service. Um, and then the really the third thing that came out of that was we were just going to commit to a season of prayer. Mm-hmm. And what we did. Um, and this was happening, I think, even when you got here, Travis, I think. So this lasted, this was probably a, almost a two-year deal mm-hmm. where we met every Sunday morning before uh, anybody else got on campus. Mm-hmm. And we would, it was whoever was here. So it was mostly a few staff members uh, and, and the elders, any of the elders that could make it. And we would meet, you know, at like 7.30 in the morning. And, um, you know, our service wasn't until 10 o'clock. But we would meet first, and we would we would pray. We would just be on the floor, on our knees before mm-hmm. the Lord for um, you know however long it was that day, and we would pray. And really, our prayers became really were the God. We're asking you to one provide for the life of the church. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing, you know. As we were seeing us going through this this time where we're living offering to offering, it was God one provide for the church, but two, the other thing we really began to pray was that God would. God would do something that would only be given glory to him, mm. right? That it would be his story in it, mm. that it wouldn't be anything that we manufactured or anything that we really could figure out on our own. And and we prayed that. I mean, we prayed it weekend and week out. And we got about halfway through 2015 even, and and we really began to see this this change. Mm. Um and and almost an excitement that we hadn't seen before Mm. and it was interesting because i i remember it was like july of of that year and we we were still struggling some financially and there was this 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 financial gift that came in and it was like a ten thousand dollar gift from somebody that we were not anticipating Mm. and it completely shifted like the year for us it was just that one thing Mm. Um, and then throughout the next, I mean, couple of years, we would get a gift like that every summer. Mm. Um, and we, we still don't even know who the people were, mm. you know? So it's, it's pretty remarkable how That's God neat. just started working in that. But man, 2014 was tough. You mm. got a bunch of people that leave and, um, in 2015, of course, you know, we went through a name change later that year. Mm. And so that sort of compounded all of this stuff, right? So you're, you know, you've, you've already lost a bunch of folks. And it's like, well, now you're going to change the name from mm. First Baptist Bluffton to Cornerstone Church. Mm. And, you know, whoever may have been holding on at that point, it just <laughs> seemed like they, they left. And, mm. um, and, but it allowed us to have a fresh start, too. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was just sort of the way that God, God worked all that out, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So. so you're able to lead folks through that journey of transition and change and and into even where we are now, yeah. right? And so lo- lots of, lot of lessons in there. Um, there's been a lot of change. <laughs> More than I'd like, probably. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of change. Sounds like in 2014, uh, yes. we are all forced into change significantly in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continue to be in a season where we're anticipating there's going to be more change, which yes. is why we're kind of sitting down mm-hmm. having this conversation now. I know my wife and I, we visited Cornerstone for the first time back in May. And as we drove into Old Town for the very first time, uh, we were struck by the beauty, mm-hmm. 
uh, of the old town area, the prominence of the church down at this location. Um, And since I've been on staff here for the last couple of months, it it is a wonderful place for ministry, a platform for ministry, but it is incredibly limited. And so I'm wondering if you guys could just speak to, I think people see the beauty. I don't know that they feel the limitations. And so what are some of the real limitations that we are facing that are really forcing us at this point to look at potentially Mm -hmm. something else? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, of course, parking becomes probably the the first one that most people feel. Yeah, right. Most people feel the the parking issue on a Sunday morning. You know, we're on we're on three point two four acres here in Old Town. We have uh, how many spaces? You counted spaces. What were they? I think it's one hundred and eighteen is what we have. So we have one hundred and eighteen parking spaces. Um, there's some road parking and people do take advantage of that when they're able to, there's, uh, uh, one lot that's down the street that we have permission to use. And, and so like, but, but that's just a, an issue. It's just one of those things where you look at the building sometimes and you even feel like the building's not full, mm-hmm. but it seems like week in and week out the parking lots at capacity and right. that really becomes one inhibitor of of growth for us is the, is the parking lot um yeah, i'd speak to that yeah. even this past sunday um there were 303 i think mm-hmm. total on campus in the mm-hmm. first service that was 245 240 somewhere in there mm-hmm. in inside the worship center and i'm i walk out each time uh coming from the back so i don't interrupt uh preaching and so I'm walking out, and I can kind of see where, and it was slammed, slammed full. And you walked inside, and you can see chairs, yes, but it still feels full. Mm-hmm. And um, we know, we've discussed this many times, we know that there's just a cutoff. There's a percentage, eighty, you know, 70 to 80%. If that's how many are in that room, whatever it can hold, it's mm-hmm. about like four 400 probably right, comfortably yeah. mm-hmm. then you know at 80 percent we're full and it doesn't matter if it is full or not right. that's 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 what's going to happen and and that's what we feel uh that's where the tension is and that's mm-hmm. that's what we're struggling with we're like how can we get past this we hit that 240 mm-hmm. a lot and it's not about numbers that's not what we're talking about we're we we love every one of those numbers mm-hmm. those are people and we we appreciate that and we're grateful and we want to serve but we want to get more mm-hmm. we want to have more people mm-hmm. come and hear the gospel come and have their lives changed and go into the community and make a difference mm-hmm. that's our goal yeah and and so um when you limit like you said that's so well said it's just that there are limitations and you see it mm-hmm. you feel it and when you're here every week, as we are on staff, you know, not, not everyone comes every week, but uh, we're here every week and we see all the different mm-hmm. ups and downs. And um, so we understand the, the limitations mm-hmm. that come with right. that parking crisis that there, that really is. It's just, there's n- we can't ever get over that hump. Right. Yeah. yeah, and it's interesting because I think if you, if you look at the, the number of parking spaces that really does become your cap you right. know even though you might be able to work around finding additional parking in other places at different times and some things along along those lines but 
you know, if you have 118 spaces or even say you have 140 that you can secure on a Sunday, mm-hmm. like that's, that's a number of people that you can fit on campus at one time. Right. And that, that really becomes a, a bigger issue than even the space in the buildings because you just, you can't, you can't park them. And so if you can't park them, you're not going to be able to fit them in the building. You can have 400, you can even put 450 or 500 seats out on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is you're, you're never going to get, uh, consistently you're not going to get 300 people in the room in right. the worship center. Yeah. Because the parking lot's just in complete disarray at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it just causes issues. And so there's limitations with parking. It, but the other thing is like just just ministry space in general, right? So like mm-hmm. you think of ways that we, one we want to serve the community. So we launched our mobile food pantry in uh, in twenty twenty one last year. We mm-hmm. did that, and you know we we found a we found a closet. Like we literally found a right. closet that we could put it in, and we've done the best we can with mm-hmm. with that. But man, the need is so great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and our volunteers have been amazing. You know, they've stepped in with 30 something folks are, you know, delivering groceries to, mm-hmm. to people in the community. I mean, it's just an incredible thing to see happening, but it's also one of those things you look at and go, what, what are some of the other op- opportunities we could have to serve the community? If, if we had a, if we had a different space, yeah. cause we're just, we're so limited here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, classroom space, you know, when you started church. here, Travis, yeah. we had, uh, you know, we had Sunday school. We had a yeah. traditional Sunday mm-hmm. school model. Um, we had we had had both. We had some small groups. We had a traditional Sunday school model, and we've quickly going into like 2017, 2018, you just quickly run out of classrooms when you're mm-hmm. when you do have kids ministry meeting like it is, right. and um, and so there's there's not really any adult small group education space mm-hmm. that could potentially be used for discipleship or things along that mm-hmm. line. You know, we've, when we have different requests coming in, we have one group that meets on Sunday mornings in the conference room in the office. You know, we have, um, we have grief share that's trying to figure out how they can start, uh, after the first of the year. So mm-hmm. some things like that, that are good to have on campus, but we're very limited on yeah. being able to find a spot for all of them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just, things like that. And then you're always trying to fix something. I was talking to my daughter the other day, right? So my, my kids all grew up in the church They and they grew up in old town. So mm-hmm. our conversation even today is dad, what are you doing? You know, like that's what they're asking me. And it's hard because I'm like, I'm a creature. I love change. I love things to be different. I, you know, I've lived in like 30 different houses in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I move uh, often. I change my office often. Like I'm just a creature. I like change. Mm-hmm. And so my kids are asking me about this. And that's one of the hard things you look at and you think, man, my kids, you know, I first renovated the nursery here long before I was on staff um, because Addie was born and she's, she's 19 now. Mm. So 19 years ago, you know, we're trying mm. to figure out how to, you know, make the nursery a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, that's kind of my background. And so I step into that and man, I've done that so many times around here, just trying to make the space work for mm. the need at the current moment. Right. Um, and, and I, you know, I think we're always going to have to do that in, in some space, mm-hmm. but when you have adequate space for growth, you know, that you can actually reach more people. Cause that's, that's really one of the things that we would be able to do with space 
is we can we can reach more people for Christ. But with that, we also get to help them grow stronger. I think that's a mm. big big thing that Cornerstone does well is we help people grow stronger in their faith. Mm. And having having a resource uh, of space, I mean, just allows us to do that in a, in a better way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen everything that you guys are describing just in the few, you know, first months of being here. There, There's a mismatched space, large worship center that can accommodate a number of people, mm-hmm. more people, not enough parking. Right. Even if you're begging, borrowing, stealing, whatever you're doing, walking in, uh, bussing in, whatever that might be, there's a mismatched space. Yeah. It also sounds like there's missed opportunities mm-hmm. that are happening in ministry as well. And so we're at this crossroads right now. And so some people might be wondering, we've had conversations like this. um, So, so what do you do? Do we continue to retrofit Mm -hmm. our current location? And so I'll just ask you guys, is it possible to further maximize this campus? And I, I guess it's probably the answer is probably yes. I'd love for you to answer that, but at like at what cost could we build this campus out even further? Well, if anybody won the Powerball, then <laughs> then for sure, like we could yeah. call us first. <laughs> we have some yeah. needs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think uh, you know we we joke and we've joked in the past. You know, all things are possible to him who believes, right? Like we we know that's in the scriptures with with the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's part of the story there, but. But the reality of it is, like with with every thought of what we could do here in Old Town, you know, there you you're going to run up against a limitation on on space and parking. Mm-hmm. There's the parking really is going to it, at some point it becomes an insurmountable obstacle, mm-hmm. uh, just for growth. Now, if if the church, you know, if the church says, "Hey, we we just we want to be a church of of six six to seven hundred people here in Old Town, and and that's it," then then I think we we're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where we are right now. We're 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 we're, we're you know going between five fifty and six fifty basically mm-hmm. on on a Sunday, just depending on you know who's here. And so if that's it, then you know, great. Like we can stay and we can help those. 550 650 mm-hmm. folks and grow stronger in their faith and um but it's it's really going to be limiting in terms of some of the other ministries mm-hmm. that that we would be able to do and opportunities for the community and and serving folks and mm-hmm. um whether it's discipleship stuff that we miss out on um just just different opportunities mm-hmm. and uh and then you also have to take into consideration like i mean we're in one of the fastest growing areas I mean, I know we're in the, one of the fastest growing areas in the South. Mm-hmm. I mean, we may be in one of the fastest growing areas in the country. And do, do you really just want to say, well, no, Lord, we're content with, with just the 550, mm-hmm. 650. Um, and I've said this in, in some of our meetings, like, I, I think if I look back at 2014 and I remember that season and even Travis, when you first got here, you know, 2016 and we're. I think we're just getting ready to go into two services maybe that fall could be yeah that's right and and like if that's it mm-hmm. if that's all that the lord you know is going to do then that's that's more than i would have ever imagined or dreamt of mm-hmm. eight years ago yeah 
when we're when we're at an elders retreat and we're talking through some of the things that we were talking through. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flip side is, I also I also don't believe God's finished with Cornerstone, right? I, I don't believe that He's finished with the work that He wants to do through the church. And if 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 a building's holding you back, then then maybe it's time for us to consider like what's next. Mm-hmm. And that's really the conversation we've been in for, I mean, probably five years, mm-hmm. six years, is just been the, okay, we, we see that there's a limitation coming if we, if we really want to continue to reach folks mm-hmm. and help them grow stronger in their faith, lead them into a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we started seeing that. Travis and I first we first went out to the farm in late 2016 after he'd been here for like six months <laughs> and and we just we're just talking about the limitations we see in old town because parking was an issue even way back then yeah and so we we went out there and toured the place for the first time i knew mm-hmm. it was there it existed i I used to live somewhere near there so i had i'd driven by it 150 times you know <laughs> Uh, but we actually got to take a tour of the place and we're, we're sitting there just going, Oh my goodness, this is, this is pretty amazing space mm-hmm. when you get there. So let me just stop you right there because you just mentioned the name, the farm. Mm-hmm. So what is the farm? A couple of people have heard that and <laughs> might be confused by that might be really confused by even the name of that. Where in the world are we headed? But what can you guys just describe? What is the farm? Do you want to go? You know the details better than I, but let me just say this. The farm is when you drive into it and see it for the first time, you go, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. Mm. Um, And you see it. Like, you you can see the vision. Um, It's not hard to – you don't have to try to really conjure up something. The vision is there. When you see it and you're like, oh, my goodness. Mm. We could do so many things out here. Mm. Uh, the space, you know, let alone, he'll tell you the numbers, but the, the space is incredible. Mm. The structures that are already in place um, are, are well well done, and mm-hmm. we've, we, we're pretty positive they're in great shape mm-hmm. and can, can hold up and are ready to be added onto and make it into the church, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's just, it's incredible. I mean, the first time I saw it, I was like, let's go Mm. let's let's do this uh you know but we didn't have we didn't have the funds we were in Mm. debt Mm -hmm. um and you know but we're both dreaming i mean that was easy there's that wasn't hard to see that and 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 have to figure out a dream that the dream was very visible Mm -hmm. right there you i mean it's like you could touch Mm. it you know so so what i mean what what is it? I, and, and I'd love, I, and I know another term that we want to talk about is the seven mile miracle, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a term that's been out there. If you're new, like, yeah. like what is that? Like I, right. I am, my yeah. family is. Yeah. So the farm is, is basically a, a spot. It's, it's 39 acres, uh, that a, a gentleman built, um, really as a, a professional horse riding arena. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and so it's not like a farm, like crops and stuff. We just call it the farm. Um, and so it has this huge, uh, basically covered riding arena. It's about 150 feet wide and it's 350 feet long. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that's kind of the first structure that you see when you drive up. There's a big, there's a big lagoon. It's a, like a seven acre pond or something like that. Um, and then you see that big, uh, riding arena that can be converted into basically worship ministry type space, um, multi-purpose space. Mm -hmm. Uh, with that, there's an additional building that's was built for stables for horses some of that's been converted into some classroom space currently. Mm -hmm. Behind that, there's about a 4,000 square foot house that has uh, some meeting rooms that are already able to be used. And that mm -hmm. it has some additional office space that can be used in there. Mm -hmm. Commercial kitchen, uh, big commercial kitchen with a walk-in uh, fridge freezer type thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a like a maintenance building out back that has loft storage and just just a I mean a lot of there's just a lot of space, mm. and the the gentleman's been trying to he's he's had it listed for sale for a lot of years. Um, it's it's never really functioned in its fullest potential at least over the last probably ten or fifteen years. Mm. Um, there's been some different groups that have gone in to try to do a few things and none of them have really made it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he's, he's been sitting on it. So we, we went out there in 2016 we, we got the grand tour. Like we went into every building and opened every door and, and just, he, he showed us everything, told us the story. I think we were out there for a couple hours mm -hmm. with him and he was just telling the story of him, uh, building that place. And he mm -hmm. came to faith, uh, in Christ actually while he was building that. Wow. Um, and so, you know, we're out there and this was 2016. So 2017 rolls around and we get into a vision night in 2017 and we start talking about um, just kind of this what's next for ministry for us. Mm. And there were, I mean, there were probably 70 people in the room. There, there wasn't like a, uh, like a massive number of people, but we were dreaming at that point about what, what was next for ministry. We just mm. really believed God was doing something. And... Um, we a couple of people actually stopped me um, after that vision night, and they started asking about the debt. And it was the mm -hmm. first time people mm -hmm. had started asking about the debt that the church had, because mm -hmm. that's part of the story that most folks don't realize. Mm -hmm. So in 2006, uh, when the when when Cornerstone at the time it was First Baptist Bluffton, when they built the worship center, they also had about 2.25 million dollars worth of debt. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, and when I became the senior pastor. Our mortgage payment at that time was $22,000 a month. Mm. And so, you know, when I talk even in 2014 about living offering to offering, well, a, a big chunk of that, you know, we had we had paid off some of that by that time. 2014 rolls around. We had refinanced one time, but we were still at like a twelve dollars or, or $14,000 a month for mm. debt. Wow. Um, and so somebody at that vision night in 2017, they, they ask about the debt. And we actually decided we were going to put together a group of folks and we launched our first capital campaign in 2018 in mm -hmm. this, in the first part of 2018. Okay. And, and our campaign was called unafraid. And, and I was going back and I was watching the video of it this week. And, um, one, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I look a lot thinner than I did in that video. So <laughs> Yeah, I feel good about that. Uh, but but what I realized was we we were talking five years ago now. Five years ago, we were talking about uh, at that time, it was a season of preparation. Mm. We, we felt like there was a, a, another season of ministry that God had for Cornerstone Church. 
And, and this was our season to prepare. And in order for us to be prepared for whatever God had next, mm. we had to deal with our debt. Mm. And so we launched the capital campaign. We were actually just shy of $1.5 million in debt still oh. in early 2017 and um or 2018 that campaign wrapped up in um 2021 it was a three-year campaign we reduced the debt by a little more than half i think we still had about six hundred thousand dollars when we wrapped up that campaign and then we we basically immediately went into another campaign that we thought would be 18 months. We actually thought the next campaign would end um, next week, November 14th, mm. was the the target to end it. Wow. And we would be debt-free November 14th. Well, we, we became debt-free in February of this year. Mm. Like it was about half the time that we thought we would need. And wow. so again, we're just, okay, God, God's doing something. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just, that's kind of where we're at. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a long answer to your question about the farm, but we've we've known for years that there there's something else on the horizon Mm -hmm. it just it just is becoming clearer and clearer that 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 seems to be the farm Mm. and the season seems to be now okay yeah and i think it's very i think it's crucial to say we you know please hear hear us this is not something that we just dreamed up last week right Mm. you know or a month ago it it literally has been going on to i mean for i'm i'm glad that i was able to be a part of it that was really cool because mm. i was right in on the beginning of it and that's when i got here i'm still green to this area not knowing very mm-hmm. many people and i and we see this and mm-hmm. we're like my goodness i remember going home and telling amy and it's just like you let's go i'm driving mm-hmm. you out there i'm mm-hmm. going to show you this she was blown away anybody oh. that came in town we took people there. Mm. I mean, that's that's how excited we've been yeah. about this place. And there have been ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And we have, Absolutely. every time we've been, okay, all right, God, I get mm. it. It looks like the farm's off the table. Mm. You know, it looks like that's not going to happen. Okay. Mm. And we just, mm. we would just wait, continue mm. to pray, God, will you do? But this is not something that we just dreamed up like that. Yeah. This It's not. And, yeah. and I think, you know, if you're new, if you're coming in new, uh, you know, you could go. Wow, I just mm-hmm. I just got here. I love this church. Trust me. It, again, the church is not a building, mm-hmm. but wow, that that is a really cool place yeah, out there. Yeah. I, you need to see it mm-hmm. if you can be a part of that. I think I think that will shift your thinking mm-hmm. and yeah. allow you to dream a little bit bigger. That's cool. On what he's going to do. Yeah, and I think about you know I mentioned Vision Night 20, 2017, where we we really got to that place of getting ready to launch that campaign. And so we go through 2018 and we're in that capital campaign and we're, we're again, we're talking about what's next. We come to a vision night in early 2019 mm-hmm. and we, um, we started, we started dreaming of what we called the seven mile miracle. Mm-hmm. So seven miles is basically the distance that the farm is from where we currently are. Okay. The, the, the entrance off of May River Road is seven miles from the four-way stop in, in Old Town. In, in which direction? Um, it would be heading west. Okay. Yeah. So out kind of towards the, the New Riverside yes. area. Towards, that the way. Okay. towards the circle. Yeah. yeah, going to yeah. the opposite circle. Okay. Just before you get to the, the circle out there with uh, 40, South Carolina 46 and 170 okay. New Riverside area. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's seven miles. So we call it the seven mile miracle. And what we did was we had this vision night and I mean, we, I mean, it's a great night. Um, but kind of as a surprise, I think we had a hundred 120 people at that vision night and we actually got some trolleys and we drove everybody out there. Mm. And so we, we go out there, we had permission and, uh, we, we hang out for a little bit. People are walking around, just really excited about Mm. the possibility. And, um, then we spend after that, um, night, we spend the next seven, uh, Sunday evenings, um, out there prayer walking the property. Mm. And we, we did that and we get to the end of it and really we're, we're ready to move forward. So we Mm. get to a business meeting later in the year and, um, we actually vote in late 2019, the church votes and, and decides that we're going to list our, our current property in old town. And we're mm-hmm. going to pursue, um, the farm, okay. this, and you know, the seven mile miracle. Mm-hmm. And we, we begin that process. We meet with real estate agents. We, um, we interviewed them. We had a, we had a group of folks that were helping with that we settle on one guy and we we get pictures taken of our old town campus and then march 15th 2020 hits mm. which you know if you if you know the calendar that's the world knows the yeah, world the shut world down knows. so we had we had worship services that morning that was a sunday mm. and we had worship services that morning and by the time we're leaving church that day um the, they had canceled school for the next day and the next week. Mm. And everybody thought it was just this short-lived thing. And, of mm-hmm. course, we all know what happened. But anyway, during that season, we just we just hit pause. Mm. We just didn't – because we weren't sure of what we were going to do. We just mm-hmm. felt like we needed to hit pause. Right. And, uh, and so we did. And, you know, after that, we're, we don't even know what rebuilding looks like from – Mm-hmm. and recovery from COVID, like nobody knows. Right. And so we didn't really pursue uh, anything else. Mm-hmm. We just, we just felt like that was a pause button. Mm-hmm. And honestly, during that season, we really felt, I did, I felt like it, the farm was just off the table at that point. Mm-hmm. Just, it was, you know, off the table because mm-hmm. there were some other things that were happening and, you know, we we're just trying to figure stuff out here in old town as it was. So mm-hmm. yeah, we just, kind of went through that season and just trusting God. We, right. we said we, you, I would lead a lot and I would talk about being open-handed and we're just trusting God for whatever's next. And we're not, mm-hmm. we're not uh, presuming anything. We're not saying he has to do anything. We're like, we're just saying, okay, God, we want to be available mm-hmm. and, and whatever that looks like for you, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. And we just, that was, I mean, goodness, I think that was like a year and a half of, of talking like that. We mm. started 2021 talking about surrender and mm. and really even up until a few months ago like that palms up thing has just been been a big part of mm. how we've been talking. Yeah. Yeah. And now you take that story and you fast forward it up to this fall. We're going through a series and we're talking about what makes us cornerstone. We are cornerstone and we're going through our values mm-hmm. on the heels of of that series. We enter, enter into a month of praying together the possibility of an offer coming through and in the final week of an entire month of praying four days prior to the conclusion of that praying, two things happen on that Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Mark, you want to talk about that? Yeah. So 
we were again we're just praying over that what's next um we we believed that we were going to get an offer but we had we really thought that was coming long before it mm-hmm, came mm-hmm. but at the very end of this this month of prayer we finally get an email and it actually has the signed offer from um our neighbors across the street mm-hmm. and um and it was just one of those things where it's like, oh wow, like almost surreal. Like, sure. do I really have it? Is this right. <laughs> is this right. actually happening right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, but then the other thing that happened, which was really interesting that week, is because we were talking about providence. We were in a series on Joseph, and we were talking about providence. That's the message I was preparing. Mm-hmm. I was texting you that day, and. Um, I get a I get a message from the gentleman that owns the farm, and he had um, he had had somebody that was interested, and that whole thing fell through. And he was just in in an interesting fashion, just very humbly asking if if we are still interested, mm-hmm. and um, uh, because the other place that was looking at it was not interested, are we interested, or have we moved on? Mm-hmm. And I just was able to respond to him in that moment, like we've not moved on. Um, but we're just in this season of prayer. If it's okay, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll reach out to you when, when we're finished mm-hmm. with this season of prayer mm-hmm. and we can get together and meet. Wow. Yeah. So, so here we are, we have an offer that we, we are strongly offer. considering. Mm-hmm. We have a, a piece of land seven miles from where we're currently located that we're strongly considering as a place for relocation. Um, final two questions for you guys that I want to ask. Uh, first of all, as we're talking about relocating, um, you're leaving a place where you've seen God do tremendous things. What would you miss about being in Old Town and on this campus in particular? In in a humorous way, I would miss the food um, <laughs> because it's right here. It's right um, across the street. But that that is not the only thing. Right. But it is great. Um, you know, we have we we have lunch meetings with people all the time, mm-hmm. and it's really nice. To be able to just mm-hmm. walk over there with them and mm-hmm. uh, and to have community, build yeah. community, and yeah. and meet. I mean, there's been serious meetings. Mm-hmm. There's been humorous meetings. You know, whatever mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. But I mean, that's that's a that's a cool part. But I remember when I first got here, and I see this little little white church. You know, I mean, it, it's not small, but it's this little white church, and it's beautiful. And I'm taking pictures and sending it to all my friends, mm-hmm. going this is where I am now. Mm. Right. And I, th- I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I still do. Um, I, when the farm was not on the table and we were talking about the cell, I was like, I don't know where we're going. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing, God. I, I, I see you, I see you moving, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, where do we go? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we talked about it, the financially, I mean, what can we do with mm-hmm. just, it's, it, you know, it's, it seems like a lot of money. It's not a lot of money when it comes to building. And you're like, what, can, what do you have for us? And then it's back mm-hmm. on the table. And I'm like, now there's no doubt in my mind. You know, um, when that wasn't on the table, I had some doubts. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't move. And I think mm-hmm. you were, I think pastor, you were thinking the same thing. You're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay. If, Maybe this is maybe we are going to stay here, mm-hmm. um, but when I when I see when I dream and I'm allowed to dream mm-hmm. and and the vision, I'm like it, to me it seems like a no brainer. Mm. Um, even though there have been 
miraculous, awesome things happen mm-hmm. here on this mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. I know that he's a God who wants to do more mm-hmm. and he's always wanting to do mm-hmm. more. And so I, I can't just sit here and go, well, I'm just going to hold on to this, even though I love it here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I've got to be open. Mm-hmm. He, he's so right. I mean, I've got to be open to what he's going to do because there's more people that need to know him. Mm-hmm. And this community is hurting and the community is in need, even though they don't know it. You know, they may be financially set and all these things. You know, there's needs mm-hmm. and, and they need him desperately and what we're doing is we're actually moving closer to some of those housing areas that are out there and the ability to reach so many more people it just it makes sense to me um and so it's like yeah well i'd be sad to leave here absolutely but at the same time i know that i have joy in my heart about what he's going to do and um the vision and the dreaming is is it's real i mean mm-hmm. i see it and it it makes sense and um and it's he's going to do more than i can even hope or imagine mm-hmm. uh, i think you're preaching on that here in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. but um i mean he is that kind of god and mm-hmm. that's that's who we serve and so i can't i can't hold fast to a building and a, and a place um because i know that he has something greater mm-hmm. so I, you know yeah it's it, it's there's going to be some tough tough yeah. times yeah. about leaving here because it is and he, he he's going to speak to that more i'm sure because he's been here mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think through like i mean you're talking 20 years of of history for for me and and my family you know my wife and i've been married for for two years basically when we joined the church mm-hmm. so i mean we've our, our marriage has been formed here it's been formed mm-hmm. you know really in ministry here you know i started preaching regularly um August 3rd, 2008 was mm. the, the first Sunday that I began preaching after the, the previous senior pastor had retired, and uh, this was before I was the senior pastor, so I've been, I've been preaching basically in the worship center over there f- you know, for 14 plus years, mm. most Sundays. Um, my kids have all come to faith in Christ you know, as a part of ministries and people who have been involved in their life. Mm-hmm. They've you know, they've performed in the worship center when we've had different kids events through the Mm -hmm. years. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a place for us as a family that, I mean, it's, it's a place of significance, Mm -hmm. right? Um, like it's, my kids are asking about it, but at the same time, you know, I, I want to live open handed, um, about that type of stuff because, Mm the things that I've experienced and my family has experienced through Cornerstone and are, are the things that I, I want other families to experience. I want more families to experience, mm-hmm. you know, I want more kids to come to faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. I want more, uh, I want more marriages to be formed through the ministry of the mm-hmm. church here. And, and I just, I, I just believe that we are, we are better able to do that. Um, with, with a different space than we currently have, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're talking about how much our community's grown in 20 years. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's remarkable. So, you know, I'll, I would miss, I would miss kind of the quaintness of it, like this, this little old town. Like I know every nook and cranny of these buildings and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the joke through the years has been like, I'm, I'm the guy that knows where the water meters are and, you know, those types of things. I look forward to not knowing those things, honestly. <laughs> and, 
you know, a guy named Brad Carlson, letting him be the guy that knows all of those things. But, um, but I just, I think that you you talk about the building, the building's not the church. The building really is just a resource that God gives the church and, and you're the steward of it, right? You're the steward of it. And I believe we stewarded this well through the years. Mm -hmm. I really do. Um, I believe we've been able to do and accomplish just great things in ministry mm. um, here. Uh, and I just imagine that there's even greater things in ministry for us in the future as we make a move. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks, guys. I, I hope that this has been helpful for those of you that are joining us. Uh, just to give you a little bit of the backstory here, more about the history of Cornerstone here in Old Town, to hear a little bit more about what you've heard of the Seven Mile Miracle and the farm and what awaits our church over the next couple of weeks. So I know that we have on our website a couple of Q&As. If you haven't been a part of one of those that you can join in. If you have questions, if you want to get a, an answer or a response uh, to those questions, sign up for one of those. Uh, and then we have a meeting that's coming up, very important meeting on November 20th. Yes. We'll be asking our members to vote on what to do with the offers in our hands. Yes. So. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Guys, thanks for sitting down. Yep. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it.